Under the leadership of uh, Michigan Republican Party Chair Christina Caramo, we know that they have decentralized the Republican apparatus, that it's no longer going to be centered in a an appealing building in Lansing. She's broken it out into smaller uh, local. She's trying to make it more grassroots. Begs the question, what happens to that big building in Lansing, the Secchia Weiser Republican Center? Well, apparently... There was a move to put it up for sale, but there are some speed bumps there. Craig Mauger joining us. He is the state government and politics reporter for the Detroit News. Craig, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. So um, there, there, there's a number of things going on here. First of all, there's the financial necessity, apparently, for doing this. But just in general, why is there such a dilemma with this building at this time? Well, the Michigan Republican Party does not own their former headquarters building. It's on Seymour Avenue in Lansing. It's a rather large office complex that Peter Secchia and Ron Weiser came together to purchase many years ago. Instead of putting it under the ownership of the party, whose leadership changes every two years, and it's a bit unpredictable who will be in charge there, they put it under the leadership of a trust that's controlled by former party chairs. They felt like that was a better way to go. You know, fast forward to the moment we are in now. Christina Caramo, this political outsider who, uh, you know, rails against the establishment and past party leaders, is in a significant, major, major financial crunch. And she and her administration is trying to figure out, and this is ongoing, they're trying to figure out if they can sell this building in order to pay off hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that they have not resolved yet. Yeah. Meanwhile, the election one year away. And we should talk about the two guys involved here, Pete Secchia, the late Peter Secchia, kind of the patron saint of Republicans over on the west side of the state. Ron Weiser, uh, certainly a big fundraiser, very involved, University of Michigan, huge donor to the Republican Party. Uh, both of them, uh, you know, kind of representatives of the past establishment. And uh, Craig, uh, do we actually know how much debt that the Michigan GOP is in and did it come from the previous leadership or is it mostly from what has happened so far with Christina Caramo and her leadership? Great question. Uh, We don't know all the details. The party does not have to disclose this type of information currently about their finances. We can piece together statements that Christina Caramo has made some bank records that we've been able to obtain to paint a picture, however. When Karamo came in in February, she said that the party had $460,000 in debt from the last election cycle. So that would have been from the previous administration, Ron Weiser and Michonne Maddox. That's not unusual. Just about every major election cycle, the party goes into debt trying to win that election And then they raise money or find donors the next year who can quickly pay it off. And then they start raising money for the next election. The problem for Christina Caramo's team is they have not been able to raise the money to pay off the debt. Ron Weiser's administration left them some money. They did not spend it, from what we can tell, on paying off the debt. So nine years into her tenure, this debt has persisted from people on the inside of the party They're saying the party's having trouble paying off just the interest on this debt that they have. This is a major political story, Uh, more so than kind of just the intrigue of what's going on with this organization. We have a two-party system in this country. It's based around having two parties that can raise money and compete to win elections. At this point, 
even Republicans who are on the inside of the party very badly want to see their party succeed next year are worried about whether the party actually has the level of support and resources financially to, to be successful. That is a big, big story. Didn't we see a glimpse of that when it came to the Mackinac conference? They weren't paying the speakers and there weren't as many people there. And now they're trying to sell a building. Aren't we seeing clues, even if they're not divulging their books? Oh, yeah. All the clues, all the tea leaves that you're reading here point to massive, massive financial problems. We, we described it in the story that we published today in the paper that they're in a desperate financial situation. It's very unlikely that Christina Caramo's team would consider trying to sell this building, you know, the best asset, the best financial asset that the GOP has had going forward, trying to liquidate that asset unless they were, you know, facing pressure from a bank, uh, basically finding no other way to finance the party's operations. I mean, all of these signs are pointing to a party that is in financial disarray. Well, and we should say, look, Republicans want to undo what happened in 2022. And based upon the results last night, this is going to be tough sledding. And you're going to need a big treasure chest to do it. And and so there's all kinds of warning lights on this. Craig, I got to ask you, what the, what will the next 48 hours be like? We know there's kind of this self-imposed deadline that the Democrats have to, to get the business done, to satisfy their presidential primary needs. What happens over the next 48 hours and what issues are going to get the highest priority? I mean, it's going to be a rush of activity in Lansing. The two big issues to watch, and, and there are many others, but the two big ones that are going to get the most headlines most likely are a complete overhaul of Michigan's energy laws. These bills that would, you know, insert a 100 percent clean energy standard for Michigan to hit by 2040 and essentially give the state the ability to preempt local government's decisions on zoning and permitting for large-scale wind turbine and solar farms, those bills are zooming through the legislature. They could have their final votes and be on their way to Governor Whitmer's desk today. These are significant, historic, massive, uh, massive impact these bills will have. There's something that people should be watching because they will affect all of us directly. And they're a major change in how government operates in the state. Uh, The other one is the financial disclosure package. I mean, that is another historic moment that we're at right now. Lawmakers, because of a ballot proposal last year, have to decide what information state officeholders should report to the public about their uh, financial interests. We had been one of two states without such a policy. The bills that they're advancing forward right now and appear on their way to passage are, are pretty weak. And there are a group of Democrats that are trying to bolster them. That will be the drama over the next two days. Can this freshman class of lawmakers, some Republicans, some Democrats, they're new to Lansing, can they leverage their political strength to make these bills more, uh, to make the bills stronger, to make them force more disclosure from lawmakers? Those are the things to watch. Yeah. If you pay an electric bill, big day for you. If you believe in local control, big day for you. Uh, And if you believe in sunshine being the best disinfectant, Big day and maybe disappointing day once all things are said and done. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is a, a major couple of days. I mean, it could, a lot of the activity will be today. Some could be tomorrow, yeah. could be here overnight. 
Um, these are the days when major policies get written. The end of session, they're rushing to beat a deadline. Democrats now, after the mayoral elections last night, are facing uh, losing their majority. Very significant days ahead. Craig, what is the deadline? Just real quickly, do you, when will they stop? Well, they have not come out and said when they're going to stop. Okay. And, and really, it's up to the leadership. But we all believe that most likely their last day of voting will be on Thursday. There are a couple of reasons why. They have this early presidential primary that they scheduled in February 27th. In order for that to take effect, because of when laws take effect under Michigan's rules, they have to adjourn at some point in November. They usually take a hunting break. They usually go on a Thanksgiving break. So all signs point to them being done on Thursday. Hmm. They are not stating that, which is really baffling. They are not coming out and saying Thursday is their last day. But all the lawmakers, you talk to them privately, they say, we think we'll be done on Thursday. Yeah, and at, at your newspaper on the other side of the firewall, Nolan Finley is saying, transparency, do it, get it right, don't leave until you get it right, which uh, I would subscribe to that. Craig, thanks so much. Hey, awesome talking to you. Thank All you. right, Craig Craig Mauger. Uh, you know what? Nice work if you can get it. Hey, let's just take November off and yeah. December, too. Well, it sounded great to take a hunting break, a Thanksgiving mm, break. Yeah. That sounds all yeah. nice. Gosh. Hey, boss. Uh, much more. <laughs> Not <laughs> happening. <laughs> <I know. laughs> when much more on JR Morning when we return.